Julia Gordon-Bramer is a poet. She is a scholar, an author, a professional tarot, tarot card reader who spent the last decade interpreting Sylvia Path's work through mysticism. Her newest book is Tarot Life Lessons. Welcome back to the show, Julia. Hi, thank you, George. It's great to see you again. Yeah, excited to have you back on. Refresh our memory, even though this is our fifth time. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah, I didn't realize it was my fifth time. I'm I'm so honored. Um, so so who am I? Uh, I am a professional tarot card reader, uh, as you said, a scholar of uh, Sylvia Plath and her mysticism, and um, and an author. And I'm really excited about my new book, Tarot Life Lessons. And um, this is this came out of COVID when my husband suggested I. He'd been saying for a long time that I had some really good stories. And during COVID, during the quarantine, I thought, I'm going to go through my journals. And I just started looking. I, I journal regularly. And so some of the more memorable ones, some of those stories that changed my life or uh, or or just were so impactful in one way or another, I had recorded for myself originally. And because I'm a creative writer, uh, I had fun with it. You know, I put a little flair into it and dialogue and, and, and all of that. And so during COVID, I just went through my journals and started stacking them up and thought, I have a book here. And I, um, what I did was I attached a story to each of the major Arcana Tarot cards, starting with the Fool card, which is number zero, which is my own story. Because everyone always asks me, how did you become a tarot card reader? How do you learn? You know, how do you know if you're a psychic? Things like that. And so I put all of that into my first story. And then we go into all the client stories. And that's where the that's where the good stuff is, because that's when uh, we've got scam artists and we've got gold diggers and, and we have uh, a murder and we have, you know, people who are, are terminally lonely and we have kids who are self-inflicting harm on themselves. I mean, everything, you know, it just runs the gamut. And uh, and I like to say that uh, these are life lessons and that each tarot card has a, a lot of meat that uh, a lot of wisdom, you know, that I can offer my clients on healing their stuff and, and helping them out of the hard times. So um, it was really fun to put together. Uh, because I, I think it was a God thing. Uh, it got snatched up right away for publication by Destiny Books, which is a subsidiary of Inner Traditions. And uh, and wow, uh, what a great team over there. Just got to give props to them. And they also have picked up another book of mine coming out next year, which is The Occult Sylvia Plath. And I'm also very excited about that. But maybe we'll talk about that one next year. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So... Practical uses and I. What is what is the right term? If there is a right term, I'm experiencing a problem. You 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 referenced a young person who was experiencing some trouble. How how does tarot yeah. play into that? Well, 
You know, I think tarot in a very visual way, because of course I'm reading for the client and they can see the cards if they're with me. Uh, and, and I do readings on online. And so, you know, through video, like we could do a Zoom and I could hold up a card as well. So, so you know, if I were reading for you, you could see the card and share that experience. When the picture is right in front of you, um, it's it can move you on, on a very deeply personal level. So if I'm in that story that I mentioned, uh, there was a, a, a teenage girl cutting herself and it became really apparent fast what was going on. And her cards, of course, are full of swords, you know, these knives and, um, and, and, and really kind of gory sort of bloody images. And it had to be that clear to get to the heart of her problem, if that makes sense. She had to be able to see that I could see what was going on. And uh, and so it was sort of all spelled out there. Um, a lot of the guidance that I give through the cards comes from, you know, my what I call cafeteria plan of spirituality. I, I grew up in the Episcopal church and I have a very Christian background, but not traditionally so. And, uh, and I am a student of Buddhism and, and the Tao. And I um, am a teacher of A Course in Miracles. And so, you know, all of this sort of feeds into my tarot and I, can look at the cards and I can see lessons coming from some of the scriptures and teachings that I know. And I usually share that with my clients. So, uh, so I'm, I'm not a traditional tarot card reader in the way that um, you're probably not going to find my answers always in the tarot books on, on, you know, what such and such a card means. Um, I'm doing a lot of it off of intuition and I'm using the pictures for cues and, uh, and, and it's a very mutual reading experience because, of course, I don't know my clients' lives or what's going on in their subconscious in, in a conscious fashion. I'm just mirroring what I see to them and and they're interpreting it with me. So they're seeing in the in this deck, you know, as I hold up the cards. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is that my computer making that noise or it's all good? <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, um, so, so I if, don't know if that answered. <laughs> if uh, is, is is this a fair sort of analogy? If I were not, if I were a non-Christian or a non-Jew, and I picked up the Bible and I just started reading it, it sort of makes sense to me. But without knowing the the deeper meanings of it, is it would it be similar if I just picked up a deck of tarot cards and started looking at them? I could sort uh. of kind of infer, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. Well, so I have another story in the book of a guy at a party who's quite drunk, who knows nothing about tarot, who takes my deck and says, well, let me read those cards for you, you know, and he throws <laughs> them down on the table and he starts to, you know, and he's just riffing off the pictures, but he did a surprisingly good reading for me. And, and I believe it was, first of all, because he was open, you know, because when you're drunk, he's not worried about being wrong. Sure. <laughs> you know, he's not afraid of making a fool of himself. <laughs> he's already, you know, he's already gone. So so he was just taking the cues. And and honestly, this is very intuitive. And, and, and so 
I think everyone is intuitive to different degrees and it's just teaching yourself to trust that and to kind of follow down the rabbit hole where that goes. Um, but not everybody can do it. A lot of people are kind of wound a little too tight and, um, you know, are, are just afraid of guessing wrong or being made a fool of themselves in some way. But uh, I do think anyone can read the cards. So in the example of of, of the young woman, what is, does it prescribe a, 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 a course of action moving forward? What is, what is, for lack of a better term, the point? Yeah. Uh, in, in my case, uh, I gave her very clear, specific directions that this had to stop and, uh, you know, or else and kind of how bad it could get. And, um, and I think she was pretty shaken up. And because I didn't follow up, you know, because it's not my place. Uh, sometimes I really wish I could follow up and know that people are going to end up all right. But sometimes my job is just to plant the seed and, and hope they take it, you know, hope it grows. Uh, obviously, everybody has a complicated life and you don't get to a point where you're hurting yourself without a lot of pain in your background. Um, but sometimes all it takes, and I know this from my own experience growing up as a teenager, sometimes it's just one person that can see you and can recognize and, and say something. And so, uh, so I feel like I've been blessed that, that maybe that person's been me a time or two uh, through the tarot. So, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So we have these oral traditions that have been passed down for thousands and thousands of years before we had, you know, written word and everything else. How how long has 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 tarot been around? Maybe not in its exact well, form. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that the first tarot cards showed up in Italy in the 1400s. Mm. And they were different. It was sort of a fancy card game for the wealthy royals and, you know, in the elite. Um, however, there's a lot of lore built into that. And the story goes <laughs> that the Romani, the, the I know it's not a politically correct term anymore, but the gypsies um, encoded meanings within these cards. And they did this to basically smuggle uh, across Europe, there's secrets of of alchemy and mysticism and and uh, and and all of the religious ideas that were not necessarily approved of in the days of the Crusades, mm. when you could die if you weren't Catholic. Um, tarot is in line with the Kabbalah tree of life, with which is Jewish mysticism, which of course was not uh, popular during the Crusades, <laughs> and um, you know. You couldn't be a Jew. And, and so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of kind of lore and baggage and how much of it is actually true um, is very difficult to prove. But we do know that today's cards, uh, when I say today's within the last couple hundred years, um, based on the, the rider weight uh, system, which happened around the turn of the century with the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And they purposefully encoded um, numerology and mythology and religion and history and uh, alchemy and, and all, um, astrology 
astrology, astronomy, it's all sort of built into the tarot card designs. And so that's why there's so much meaning in one given tarot card and that it can it can say so much for a person. That's it's very cool. Uh the story yeah. about the 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 gypsies using using the cards or a physical thing to to sort of sneak their culture and their <laughs> right. traditions. Um, I think that that's, I think that that's incredible. Um, the idea it's, we, we live in such a strange time where we've got misinformation <laughs> and sure. malinformation and fake news and this, that, and the other thing you said truth. And I wrote down truth and wisdom, whether something is true or not, uh, is that separate from wisdom? Because it strikes me that that something that's been done since the 14th century carries a ton of wisdom with it. Sure. Um, I mean, there are. Well, look at look at ancient Greece. I mean, the the mythology that comes from ancient Greece, all of our psychiatric terms are, are named after that stuff because they had this wisdom about our, our neuroses and our complexes and, uh, you know, that they aligned with their gods and, uh, and to explain so much. And it still is absolutely relevant. Um, man has not changed that much <laughs> in thousands of years, given, you know, all the technology and stuff, the essence of us is we're still the same. We still have the same needs and the same desires. We may do it differently. Uh, we still have the same addictions and, <laughs> and weaknesses. Yeah. But um, so, you know, truth, truth in these days, gosh, what it, what is truth? You know, I mean, that's that's such a it's it's been the question of the philosophers for forever. Um Today, I think all we've got is really just that deep knowing if, if something feels right or not, if something feels uh, loving and kind and correct or, uh, or you know, deceitful or, or angry or, you know, some of the other motivations. Isn't that the truth? And so much of our I was going to say modern living, but in a hundred years, we're going to use the term modern living and then it's going to be modern <laughs> right. living a hundred years. So the, the current state of affairs is, what is it that, that, that we can just solve things through technology and innovation? And maybe we can, but we all know we have that deep knowing, which is inside. Is that inside all of us? I, I believe it is. You know, I, I think technology and innovation can do a lot, but we're all really becoming very aware that we're losing our humanity in the pursuit of it. And that we've got a whole generation now that doesn't know how to look people in the eye and shake hands and, and have basic social courtesies, you know, and, um, and and feel, you know, that term awkward People are embracing it. They're embracing the term autistic, for God's sakes. And I see it all the time. Like they are afraid to mix with others and afraid of connection. And um, and if tarot does anything, it connects. And it connects me to the person I'm reading for because I can see them on a deeper level and I can reflect uh, the truth of them and where their energy is going and what what their belief system is. And I can bring it to their consciousness in, in a way that's clear. Uh, but um, 
yeah, you know, I think that um, it's all about connection. And I do think we're losing that a lot. And so maybe tarot is going to be one of the tools to get it back. <laughs> I can I can only hope. Yeah, well, certainly anything that that helps foster that that interpersonal exchange. If it's there's so much value in simply talking about things. And these days we right. have so few, at least it strikes me that let me take a big step back. One of the things I enjoy so much about doing the podcast is you get the opportunity. I get the opportunity to spend 20 minutes with somebody where we're giving each other our 100% undivided attention. And it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's so rare. So I can see exactly what you're saying, how tarot gives you that opportunity just through a different medium for lack of a better term. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And, <laughs> so, I guess that's all to say. So what that. is, what is, and I, it's a, a clunky crude way to kind of ask or say it, but what is, if you could just make the case for why I should, or what I stand to gain from having a, a tarot reading? Well, it will show you in a very clear way where your energy is going what uh you know you you can ask me you could say give me a general reading and just see what shows up for me and a lot of times you know for for a, a young man your age uh, probably see career stuff and and family stuff and you know kind kind of the the most important things in your life right um Sometimes people want very specific direction and they can say, you know, I've got this work project and I want to see where you see this thing specifically going or uh, or I'm having this relationship conflict and, you know, I'm estranged from my brother or uh, or my my kid is just not cooperating in any way. And and we can get into that kind of relationship and where the loved one's head is and what uh, what people are feeling and what they understand about the situation. And that can just bring some clarity really and and to and sometimes some tools you know some actual advice people will say well i don't know what to do about this can you tell me and i'll see what the cards say hmm. and you know the interesting thing about the cards is it's almost always about going in you know um gandhi said be the change you wish to see in the world and i always say he didn't mean be a model citizen he said if you see war out there you have to and obviously we got a lot of that going on right now right um you have to look inside and say where's the war in me right now you know do i have a war with my sister going on right now do i have a war with my job do i ha you know am i in in this turmoil am i not willing to have um some debate or to put myself on the other side's you know point of view and and really you know find that place of peace and love we have to bring it in always and that helps give us personal peace. And when we make that change in ourselves, it does our part to change the world. I love that. I love the idea of interrogating reality. And if I understand- That's a cool you, term, <laughs> interrogating it's, it's just, reality. Yeah, it's, a, it's, from, <laughs> it's from the book, Fierce Conversations. Um, <laughs> awesome term. And- Am I am I hearing you correctly that you mentioned a minute ago that it's telling us where our energy is going, but it's not it's not telling me what I want to hear or what I think I should hear. It's telling me what is. 
And based on what is, I can then, I can, I can accept that information and say, wow, okay. It sounds like I need to make these changes or adjustments or consider these things if I'm not happy with what is. Right. Because it's a heads up. Because, you know, like, so I always tell my clients, I can read your cards because we're connected just by being alive. I call that life force God. I don't tell people how to do God, what to call God. That's totally your business. You know, if you want to call it source, if you want to call it the universe, energy, Allah, Buddha, whatever, you know, um, it's all on you. But if you can say, all right, I'm alive. I'm hooked into this this God system, and you therefore have great power over your life. You know, we know in so many other ways that that our minds are powerful. You know, athletes, they know to keep their eyes on the prize, that they don't say, what if I trip and fall? What if I don't make it to the finish line? Because that opens up the space for that negative thing to happen. Doctors know about the power of the mind with the placebo effect and with the will to live. So these are universal principles. We just forget when we're looking at, you know, our love life or our relationships with our families and what we put our mind on grows. And so I show you where to put your mind and where where it's working and where it's not working. And we all have our our little negative things that we focus on now and then everybody does it but but worry doesn't serve us you know it's not helpful no it's not i love it you uh you you summed up my ramblings beautifully by saying it's a heads up so it's awesome (laughs) well julia thank you so much for coming back on where can people learn more about you where can they engage or where can they get their copy of tarot life lessons Awesome. Awesome. Well, they can find me. My website is juliagordonbramer.com. Uh, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N, Bramer, B-R-A-M-E-R. And uh, I'm on all the social networks. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. Um, you can find my book, Tarot Life Lessons, through any of the major booksellers. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now. And then November 7th is the official release date. I have also recorded an audio book for it, which was really fun and a ton of work. And oh my gosh, I had no idea how hard it would be, but uh, but I think I did a good job. You, you know, you can't just read; you, you have to act it out, right? <laughs> so so it was it it uh, required a little bit of of effort from me here, but um, that will be released shortly after the November seventh date. I'm not sure exactly when, and uh, and then there's a release in Europe. Um, about a month after as well. Very exciting. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Julia your appreciation and share the show with somebody else who appreciates good ideas. Go to learn more about Julia at juliagordonbramer.com. It's Julia spelled normally, G-O-R-D-O-N, which I think is also spelled normally. And then Bramer, (laughs) B-R-A-M-E-R.com and find her on social media. I'll link all those in the notes of the show. And you can pick up your copy of Tarot Life Lessons right now on pre-order. And um, it actually goes on sale November the 7th. And uh, pick up your copy and dig deeper into what we've been talking about today. Thanks again, Julia. Thank you, George. Great to see you again. Great to Catch see you next you. year. <laughs> Indeed. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>